The Colorado Equals Security Podcast is your local source for regional security news, local events, and interviews with key individuals in the region. Now, here are your hosts, Rob Reck and Alex Wood. Welcome to Colorado Equals Security. This is the newscast for episode 47, which is a very special episode. This is our holiday special. Happy holidays, Rob. Happy holidays. Happy Christmas and uh, Hanukkah and Kwanzaa. We were just looking up Kwanzaa and getting yes. some details. Yes. Kwanzaa, for those who don't know, is a, a holiday that was created in the mid-60s to, to celebrate um, West African folks who've come to North America and kind of give them an opportunity to, to celebrate along the holidays with, with other folks. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Kwanzaa, everybody. And, and actually, as we record, today is Festivus. I assume you know this. I do, and I have brought my list of grievances that I plan to air. We, uh, we won't do that on air. Um, but well, I appreciate that. The feats of strength will, will of course, follow the yes. follow the airing of grievances. Of course. Yeah, around the Festivus poll. Uh, my feat of strength is consistently lifting my glass of eggnog to my mouth. <laughs> it gets harder and harder the it more does. times we refill it. Yes. Exactly. All right. Well, so we're not going to do much. We're not going to do any news this week. We're not going to do any jobs. But we did want to do a little bit of trivia. Um, so we have a we have a winner from last week's trivia question. If you remember what the question was, um, we were we were doing who which former guest used to work at the Mayo Clinic. Answer, of course, uh, is James Carter, and the answer was given us correctly by Blake Ketchum. Blake, Blake, congratulations! I know Blake is getting a, a free shirt thanks to Andre Gator. Early, early Christmas present for for Blake. Well, probably a late Christmas present, well, so I guess on, when, when it gets there, maybe an early President's Day present if it yeah, <laughs> if the shipping's not too fast. Uh, but we did have a trivia question for this week, and this one you guys really need to put on your thinking caps. Uh, so, of Santa's reindeer, you know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen, Comet, Cooper, Cupid, Donner and Blitzen. And Rudolph. Rudolph, of course. Which of the, Rudolph. Which of the reindeer has the strongest connection to Colorado and oh. why? So you need right. to take a, take a few minutes and think this up. Uh, spoiler, there is no correct answer. So you let me know what's the best reason that any of these reindeer has for being connected to Colorado. We expect some very creative answers. Yeah. So in, in the spirit of, uh, of the trivia, we also have a different topic for the show this week. Yeah, exactly. So uh, we will not be having a single feature interview. Uh, the Colorado Equals Security uh, CISO Christmas party uh, was a couple weeks back. And at that party, we did some interviews. Uh, some of the folks that were there, we asked them a number of different questions, some about 2017 and some about 2018. And, you know, we've compiled those answers and we're going to be airing those after this. And we'll, we'll go through and talk about some of those topics with you guys as well. We have 11 folks that we, that we uh, interviewed and we'll just kind of introduce you to who those pe- people are. Uh, so Chris Abbey, who is a security specialist at Douglas County Schools, one of the folks with us. Uh, Tim Coogan, who is the CISO for DIA. Steve Corey, who you've met before, the CISO for the city and county of Denver. Josh Foltz, who is the CISO for eFolder. Mike Kalak, the CISO over at Western Union. Sue LaPierre, who is the CISO for Prologis. Colin Mariner, VP of Infrastructure for Home Advisor. Lucia Milica, who is the CISO for Polycom. Rich Schleip, the CISO for the Secretary of State. Brian Becker, who is the Director of Security at Cronky Sports and Entertainment. And Sam Massiello, who is now the CISO over at Gates Corp. So we talked to the 11 of them, asked them some questions. And what we're going to do is we're going to throw it over to, the, to those questions, let you guys hear their responses, and then we'll give you some feedback on that. Exactly. Here comes the first question. Here we go. What was the best thing that happened this year in information security? 
I would say probably the best thing to happen in this year in information security is a new uh, security uh, focused law that came into effect here in Colorado in terms of student data and transparency and security. Uh, so what was the best thing that happened this year in information security? Potentially uh, blockchains, I guess. We'll see what happens with blockchains in the future. Um, but I think blockchains coming to light potentially will solve a lot of problems for us moving forward. Steve, what was the best thing that happened in information security this year? Well, the best thing that happened was ransomware in our local communities because it helped raise awareness. Hey, did you, were you able to set up a tabletop? Excellent. Yeah, so we made connections with uh, local uh, community leaders. Uh, they shared their experience and their, uh, you know, the, the issues that they had, and it helps everybody get better, and they co cooperated with your company to build a tabletop exercise, and ever, in the end, everybody's better off. What is the best thing that happened this year in information security? Bitcoin. Bitcoin's created a, an interest in cryptography and security. All right, Mike Kalak, let's talk a little bit about 2017. Tell me, what is the best thing that's happened for you in security this year? Uh, the best thing that happened to me was not in information security. It was actually getting my oldest daughter off to college. See you, Boulder. She's a buff and everything's great. Congratulations. What was the best thing that happened in information security this year? That the demand is out there and people are looking for security professionals and I think that it's getting more visibility because it's mainstream now. Okay, Colin Mariner, we're going to talk a little bit about 2017. Why don't you tell me, first of all, what's the best thing that's happened for you in the security area in 2017? best thing that happened to me in the security area in 2017 is becoming a part of an organization that cared about security and it actually mattered. Lucia, let's talk about 2017. What's the best thing that's happened in, for you in security this year? I will say for 2017, the best thing for me personally is the free marketing. Uh, all of the bad stuff that's happening is giving us a marketing? Absolutely. Uh, what was the best thing that happened this year for you in security? We ran a very smooth election this year. Um, we implemented the first state in the nation to implement risk-limiting audits so that we can guarantee that our voting machines have not been hacked and that we are accurate. So you're telling me that I, have, I can have confidence that our election went the right way this year? From a, for, it, was, it was high fidelity, I guess I mean. Absolutely. Right. Brian Becker with Cronky Sports. Let's talk a little bit about 2017 and security. What was the best thing that happened this year in the security world? So in my mind, the best thing that happened in the security world was people are getting more aware of the security problems and the technology that is actually going to have to be a regular piece of their daily life now. They have to think about it. They have to be more open about it. Um, we got a lot of feedback from our C-level execs on even after Equifax and these other hacks. Like, what do we have to do that helps us build momentum for our program? So it's kind of, it's starting to become more in people's forefront of their minds despite the pain that they might have went through of being affected in a breach or something like that. Sam Asiello, let's talk a little bit about 2017. What was the best thing that happened in information security this year? So I think the best thing that happened this year is just the amount of awareness that has come into people's minds relative to you know, the importance of security. And that's not just individual people awareness, like social awareness. It's also within, within organizations as well. It seems like organizations have really come to really, real, really realize what the importance of security is to the organizations and why it's important to the organizations and why it can help protect them from potentially being in a very bad situation like being in the news. All right, so there's some good answers about the best thing that happened in 2017. 
Alex, what was the best thing that happened for you this year? You know, I think from my perspective, it's that cybersecurity is in the mainstream now. We're seeing more and more um, emphasis put on cybersecurity, both in the government, um, in industry, executives, leadership are all saying that, that cybersecurity is something that's really important. Um, of course, that is because lots of bad things continue to happen. Uh, so it, it pushes it more to the mainstream. Uh, but I think nonetheless, it, it's something that's going to be good for the industry. Yeah. Well, and, and that kind of goes hand in hand with mine, which is, um, you know, now if someone asks me what I do for a living, I, don't, I used to just say I'm a, I'm a computer guy or I'm an IT guy. And now I can say, oh, I do cybersecurity. And they, they all know what that means. You know, hand in hand with that, we are we are maturing as an industry. It's it's slower than we'd like, but we're going from being that that black magic back office to to really having repeatable processes that someone can come in and understand at a, at a higher level. Yeah, focusing on risks and and all the risks that come from cybersecurity as opposed to just pointing at things. Oh, that's really bad. Yeah. Some bad stuff could happen over here. Yeah, or or you know, there's that guy in the corner with the hoodie on who does who does stuff that's really important. You know, now we know what that guy does. Right. right? Exactly. He still wears a hoodie. And, and maybe he doesn't shave and maybe he doesn't take showers as much as he should, but at least now we know what he's doing. Well, you know, you can always pick the right people out. Yeah. So let's go throw back over to the, uh, to the guests and, and ask maybe a little bit, a little bit worse question, right? Not so much fun. What was the worst thing that happened this year in information security? IOT seems to be uh, great for the world, but bad for security. And I think it's only going to get worse. What was the worst thing that happened in information security this year? Uh, ransomware in our community. Because <laughs> it totally devastated some of our, our, uh, our metro partners. And, and you know, in, in some ways, we were able to help, uh, help them, uh, helped our people, helped our uh, self-image, uh, that we could help other communities that were having challenges. And uh, it, overall, it was really a good thing for both in and out. The best and the worst all came from the same incident. What is the worst thing that happened this year in information security? Bitcoin wallets. They've lost a lot of Bitcoin. Now, what is the worst thing that's happened this year around security? The worst thing that's happened in security, uh, actually it's a little bit more personal to me, is that my boss left Western Union. So he was the greatest boss I ever had. Uh, I'm not sucking up because I don't have to suck up anymore to him, but he was, uh, he was a fantastic boss, supported my program 100% all the time, and I'm sad to see him go. What was the worst thing that happened in information security this year? Well, let's see. Uh, I think that Equifax, of course, was a huge breach that took everyone, um, I think, a little off guard, expecting that they were going to be secure, and they weren't. Well, what's the worst thing that's happened this year, then? The worst thing is just overall trying to rush to get to GDPR compliance. So now, what was the worst thing that happened in security this year? We obviously had some major breaches, uh, you know, between Uber and Equifax and lots of others. We have a lot of catch-up to do. We've learned that companies are still not applying best practices and that we're kind of behind the ball. What was the worst thing that happened in 2017 or in the security world? So clearly the most obvious thing was the Equifax breach. Um, we were going to be cleaning up that mess for the next decade, if not more, um, just because of all the depth of all the data that was stolen. I, I guess that people just don't, that they're they don't know the full extent of what this can be done to be used against them. They'll be hopefully not learning the hard way. So what's the worst thing that's happened in 2017? So I think that's kind of a, a I kind of segued my previous answer to this one, right? I think if you think about the worst things that happened this year are, uh, if you think about 
the breach at Equifax, right? And the impact that that had on so many people and the potential impact that it still may have on so many people going down the road when you think about all the type of information that was stolen, how it could be used to steal identities. And so <clears throat> when you think about what the potential longer term impact is and how it could potentially continue to impact people for years and years down the road, I look at that as being the, the kind of landmark event for this year. Great answers again. Um, a little more depressing this time, but uh, but great answers. Uh, Rob, what do you think was the worst thing that happened in cybersecurity this year? Well, as evidenced by our earlier conversation, the worst thing is we, you and I have both given in and started to use the word cyber, which we still don't know what that means right. exactly. Very silly word. Doesn't mean anything. <laughs> uh, we've been information security for the vast majority of our career, but the media loves cyber. So we're cyber. We are the cybers. We're the cybers. Obviously, a lot of real bad stuff happened this this year, um, but I'll stick with my cyber answer for the worst thing for the year. Uh, from my perspective, um, I think the worst thing that I saw this year was uh, was not Petya. And I say that because this was the first time when we really had some um, significant losses that came from some sort of malware. You know, we had uh, FedEx and Maersk um, and Merck and Merck all of them suffering you know, hundreds of millions of dollars in losses because uh, this essentially took their systems out of commission. Yeah, and it, we get to see the details from their public filings, right? I, I, I know Maersk and, and Merck were both 300 million plus impact um, for the, for I think it was in one quarter. So really, you know, multi-billion dollar impact across the, the industry. Yeah, pretty bad stuff. Yeah. Well, obviously some big breaches this year as well. We're going to go ahead and throw it over to our guests again to talk just a little bit about that and then we'll come right back. Which breach do you think was worse, Equifax or Uber? I would have to say Equifax because none of us opted in for Equifax. So I think we were all kind of forced into that breach. What breach was worse, Equifax or Uber? That's a great question. Um, probably Uber. Um, you know, Equifax was bad, but I don't really... PII has been lost for a long time, so I think that information has already been floating around. Uh, the thing about Uber is that it was kept under wraps for quite some time, and uh, I don't know. I don't really have any tolerance for that. Which breach was worse, Equifax or Uber? Well, I think Equifax, because it was a place where I never gave them my data, they took it. Uh, because of the way that the business is, it's like I, I had no choice in that. Whereas an Uber, I was able to uh, decide to be their customer. Uh, Equifax, I never signed up for that. Which breach was worse, Equifax or Uber? Equifax, because they didn't have permission to have my information, but they still chose to lose it. Which breach is worse, Equifax or Uber? I would say, um, I'm going to answer this in both ways. Equifax from a, a volume, you know, 145 million. But on the other hand, Uber from the continued uh, just bad behavior. And then this just to top it off. So I'm picking Uber. Which breach was worse, Equifax or Uber? That's a clear answer. The worst technical breach is Equifax, just because that is your core business. But by far, it was worse for Uber. It damaged an already damaged reputation, almost entirely disputed the reputation in the, in the, in the, in the industry, and uh, just, just killed any ability to hire talented engineers within, within that organization. They were already going through so many other events and that, are, that were public events, 
And the fact that they didn't just own up to the issue really, really shows what kind of an organization that is. Now, which breach was worse, Equifax or Uber? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, hmm. uh, I will say, obviously, the the CISA Uber behavior was by far uh, outrageous in the security industry. But in terms of impact, um, I will say um, Equifax. So that, that leads me to my next question. Which is worse, Equifax or Uber? I think Uber for sitting on it for so long. Which breach was worse, Equifax or Uber? And why? Uh, to me, Equifax by a long shot. Uh, if I think about you know, the types of information that were stolen between Equifax and Uber, uh, at the end of the day, I mean, did Uber do something bad by not reporting the breach to regulators? Yes, of course, right? Uh, but the type of information that was stolen, again, when you think about that longer term effect, far, far uh, worse with Equifax than it was for Uber. All right, so some takes about Uber versus Equifax. Alex, what's worse, Equifax or Uber? I think it's got to be Equifax. Um, the biggest reason being that none of us opted into Equifax having our data, so there wasn't a whole lot we could do about it. And then, uh, of course, the, the sheer volume that was lost. Yeah. There's some positives from the Equifax breach. Um, the fact that, you know, this assumption that we've had that we can trust data that, you know, that is about your past. You know, we can trust asking a question like, which car did you own in right. 1993? And, you, you know, check check five options and that tells me that you're really Alex that's been total BS forever uh, and maybe now there's a little bit more uh, scrutiny on it yeah I mean using those um, what seemed to be more obscure um, shared secrets yeah uh, now those those are out the window yeah. right so I have a little different perspective it's not to say that I think uber is worse um, but I think uber was extremely educational for us about the the PR cycles and what happened around that breach uh, the, the first narrative that came out is, hey, there's a new CEO in. He heard about this breach and was you know, up in arms that it didn't come out. And you know, we're, they cleaned house. They got rid of their CSO. They got rid of a bunch of leadership and security um, because, because they, they didn't report this breach. And then there was a drib and drab that came after that about the details, right? Oh, it looks like somebody, somebody found a vulnerability and reached out to Uber and used that. You know, it said they wanted money. Uber pushed him through a, a bug bounty platform paid them. And I don't know if you've seen the details, they actually got access to the guy's laptop so they could get, do some forensics analysis, see what he did with the data that he got. Um, so they, they went pretty far down the road of getting some assurance. Now they did the wrong thing. They should have, they should have notified. Yeah. Clearly they did the wrong thing, but the, the narrative, the way it came out was, you know, these guys are the devil and, and maybe they, maybe they're not the devil, right? Maybe they just made a bad decision at some point. Yeah. It, it's definitely, I don't think as, as bad as it seemed, um, in terms of people's, the protection of people's data, I don't think it's nearly as bad. In terms of the way that they handled it, it definitely still bad. Yeah, it, it's an interesting story. Uh, I, I think it's probably a more educational story than Equifax, whereas Equifax, you know, they didn't patch a system in, you know, in a few months. And if there's an enterprise in the world that doesn't have an unpatched system after a few months, I'd be... I'd love to see it and go well, shake their hands. I mean, I think Equifax was very educational as well, too. Educational in the way that you should not handle a breach. Yeah, that's uh, they, they did just about everything that they could possibly do wrong, wrong. Um, PR perspective. From a PR yeah. perspective, for everything. So, you know, you look at what they do, did, and when you have a breach, just do the opposite and you will probably be okay. Yeah, the insider trading, you know, the feel of insider trading, the the fact that they bought an identity, uh, identity monitoring company after they found out about yeah. the breach, but before they announced it, just yeah. all of these things looked really bad. 
Yeah, uh, you know, putting up a brand new website with a brand new domain that looked like a phishing site, yeah. uh, and then tweeting bad. tweeting out tweeting out an actual <laughs> phishing site. Yeah, uh, All bad right. stuff. Well, let's go ahead and throw it back over for the next question. So, Chris, uh, what accomplishment are you most proud of this year? I guess a lot of the the work that we're doing with our high school interns uh, programs stuff like that. So, getting kids excited about uh, cybersecurity careers and getting them connected with businesses. What accomplishment are you most proud of this year? Being a father to my three-year-old son, first and foremost. Um, I'm, I, I think I'm dad of the year, and uh, I don't think anyone else would agree with that, but that doesn't matter. Um, you know, I've, I hired a lot of really, really, really great people this year, and um, I'm, I'm very proud of that. Um, my, my team at DIA is um, probably the best it's ever been, and uh, I think it's just going to keep getting better. What accomplishment are you most proud most proud of uh, this year? Well, this year, we believe it or not, we are finally uh, launching a multi-factor authentication, and I feel like you know we're the maybe one of the last people carrying the torch into an already bright room, but I'm happy to carry that torch. What accomplishment are you most proud of in the last year? I think um, actually of uh, the reorganization I did of my group. And finally, assigning what I now have a deputy CISO as part of my organization, which has really given me some ability to kind of um, a little bit more breath. What accomplishment are you most proud of this year? Probably that I passed the CCSP. So I'm pretty happy with, with that. Nice. Congratulations. Thanks. What happened in 2017 that you're most proud of? Uh, that I'm most proud of. Well, let's see. Um, so I moved into a new job a few months ago. Uh, that's a you know good achievement in and of itself. But at the same time, I've uh, been able to do a lot of new things in this new job. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of culture changes have been brought into the company uh, relative to not only my introduction to the organization, but also we've had some other. Uh, leaders on the IT side that also came into the company around the same time that I did that uh, really instituted a lot of change in the company. And so I'm, I'm very proud of, of that and a lot of the changes we've been able to introduce there. Uh, also very proud of uh, a nomination that I received earlier this year for uh, to be finalist for CISO of the Year through the Colorado Technology Association. So from a personal perspective, you know, a very honoring, uh, very honoring achievement and something that, you know, from the standpoint of how that process goes about and how you're nominated by your peers and colleagues, you know, to me that was a very important um, aspect of my year. What accomplishment are you most proud of this year? Um, our um, ISO 27001 certification. You guys finished certification this year? Absolutely. And there was quite a large scope certification. So it was corporate services and engineering, which was huge. What's the thing you're most proud of that happened in 2017? So the thing I'm most proud of, uh, from a personal level, my son was born. Oh, nice. And then uh, we're really excited about that. But then my, from a professional level is that I set some really big stretch goals for KPIs and stuff at work and what we wanted to achieve. And I felt like we made some big-time steps towards uh, meeting those. So hopefully it'll uh, make us more secure, quote-unquote, if we can. So uh, a lot of good things happen at the corporate level that I'm happy about. What happened in 2017 that you're most proud of? Uh, that I'm most proud of? Well, let's see. Um, so I moved into a new job a few months ago. Uh, that's a you know, good achievement in and of itself. But at the same time, 
uh, I've been able to do a lot of new things in this new job. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of culture changes have been brought into the company uh, relative to not only my introduction to the organization, but also we've had some other uh, leaders on the IT side that also came into the company around the same time that I did that uh, really instituted a lot of change in the company. And so I'm, I'm very proud of, of that and a lot of the changes we've been able to introduce there. Uh, also very proud of uh, a nomination that I received earlier this year for uh, to be finalist for CISO of the Year through the Colorado Technology Association. So from a personal perspective, you know, a very honoring, uh, very honoring achievement and something that, you know, from the standpoint of how that process goes about and how you're nominated by your peers and colleagues, you know, to me that was a very important um, aspect of my year. A lot of pride there in those answers, yeah. Rob. Um, what accomplishment were you the most proud of this year? You know, I, I think obviously we've done a lot of great stuff at work. Really proud of ISSA where we've, you know, uh, where I got to hand that off to James Johnson and James is doing a good job growing that. And we're still, you know, ISSA Denver still the, the largest in the world. Um, but, you know, for me, I, I'm really proud of what we've done in the Colorado secure, security community, just the visibility that we've been able to raise, um, you know, working with groups outside of security and helping bring together the organizations that are already doing it. It's been a lot of fun and, and I'm proud of the progress we've made. There's still a long way to go, but we've come a long way already. Yeah, I'm, I'm really proud of Colorado Equal Security as well. You know, going in, I don't think we, we really knew. Um, how things were going to go. It might have yeah. been just, you know, us talking to each other and no one listening. Uh, which would have been but, okay too. Which would have been fine. You know, <laughs> I, I enjoy your company most of the time. Um, but, you know, it's really gone well. But I, I think one of my great accomplishments from the year was uh, finishing up my term on the ISSA International Board. It was sort of the, the culmination for me. You know, I started out many years ago volunteering for the uh, ISSA Denver chapter, uh, was on the board and then president and then international board. So, Kind of taking that all the way through to the end has yeah. been a really cool experience. Yeah, very cool. And I know that I know they really liked working with you and, and not weren't real happy that you didn't run again. Yeah, yeah. you know, I, I got plenty of stuff to do. Yeah. So All right. Well let's go ahead and throw it back over to the interview here. What was the worst vendor behavior that you saw this year? Saw some uh, professional services engagements with some vendors where they just would not accept any responsibility for their actions. So uh, we followed the practice of failing quick. What was the worst vendor behavior that you saw this year? I, I think the, the worst behavior I have is probably not on a particular vendor, but it's on the uh, organizations that help sponsor them. Uh, and I feel like sometimes we are uh, sold as uh, commodities with uh, emails and phone numbers, and uh, have gotten me to the point that I don't answer my phone unless I know the phone number. And because most of the time it's somebody I don't want to talk to. What was the worst vendor behavior that you saw this year? <laughs> I had a, a vendor um, kick me out of an event because I asked if I could bring my wife to a black cat event. What is the worst vendor behavior you've seen in the last year? I would say it's the emails that I get where it's uh, reply with one if uh, you don't care, reply with two if you're asleep right now, reply with three if you're on some beach and you don't really want to hear from me again. I love those. What was the worst vendor behavior that you saw this year? The emails that I received from vendors are becoming more and more strange <laughs> and, and uh, off the wall it's I, I almost now you know I hate, to, I hate to say I almost now read them instead of delete them right away just because you know I'm comparing them to 
other folks that get the same ones and go, okay, my gosh, is that worse than the last one? I mean, that kind of behavior from a vendor is just, you know, it's just annoying because I keep on deleting, 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 and they keep on coming back over and over and over. Colin, what's the worst vendor behavior you've seen in the last year? I'm not sure if anyone here has worked with Oracle in the past. However, when you're willing to spend and budgeted for and signed off on $150,000 for a single license for a single set of servers, and they don't call you back for two months, that's the worst vendor experience I've ever had. So please please let me give you my money, and, and they say no. And they say, we'll get back to you in two months. Yes, it's been great. What's the worst vendor behavior you've seen this year, security vendor? I, I will say, not to name vendors, but um, the worst thing is um, there are a couple of vendors out there. They're basically just write a tag and don't, um, don't provide any customer service. Um, they're not willing to negotiate. They're basically, this is my price, deal with it, take it or leave it, uh, which I, I think is absolutely um, not customer-oriented. Uh, what was the worst vendor behavior you saw this year? So <laughs> there's a lot of it. Um, people won't leave me alone, even though I tell them to leave me alone. Uh, people that are trying to sell us a product that clearly isn't a fit for us right now or maybe never will be, and they're a little bit overly aggressive on it. So I would say over-aggression and just stop calling me, right? So that's the, the worst one I would think. Sam, what's the worst vendor behavior you saw this year? Oh, unfortunately, it's the same vendor behavior I see many years, right? It's the, uh, it's the cold calls over LinkedIn. It's the spam emails that aren't compliant with canned spam, so I don't even have the opportunity to opt to, to unsubscribe from them. I mean, it's, it's really getting to be ridiculous, the amount of just cold outreach you get on a fairly regular basis. So I, one thing I, I tell people, I, I get the question quite often, like, what do, we, what do we need to do to be better communicators with the CISO community? How do we get to get into you know, the companies that, that have CISOs? And to me, I, what, the thing I tell them the most is, establish relationships of trust first. Because if I'm going to talk to a vendor, it's going to be very likely because I have a trusted friend who's in the community who recommends that I speak to this person or speak to this vendor. I'm gonna to speak to that person light years before I speak to someone who just cold calls or someone who just sends an email or someone who sends an email to my CIO who then forwards it to me, right? If you want, if you want to be able to get into get my attention, then the most important way to be able to do that is be able to have established relationships already in place. Because again, the, the cold calls just don't, just don't work. And, to be, and for me anyway, someone who's been involved in the anti-email abuse community for a long time, I'm never going to respond to spam. I'm never going to accept spam anyway. So uh, it, it's, just, it's just not a good tactic. It doesn't make you an effective marketer. Uh, and it certainly, at least from my perspective, isn't going to work on me. So contrary to how that might have sounded, we, we do like our vendors here, right? Oh, of course we do. Yeah. Uh, so Alex, what's the worst vendor behavior you've seen this year? You know, for me, I, I'm not going to call it any vendors in particular, but the thing that, that I hate the most is when people that I don't know that are trying to sell me something, send me blind calendar invites. Hey, I'm, you know, I want to talk to you. Here's a meeting invite for two o'clock on Tuesday. Um, never spoken to you before. It's on your calendar now. Yeah. I, I've seen that a few times and uh, that, that bugs me too. So for me, the, I, there's this tension between... Um, Vendors who come in with the with the intention of trying to ask me all about my program, which is you know exactly how they're trained to do it, but why in the world would I tell every random person who sends me an email about my program, right? And and the event and then trying to get them to talk about their product, and 
and, and for me, if I'm interested in a product, before I tell you about my program, I'm going to want to understand kind of what you guys do. And, and so I, I generally ask vendors, tell me about what you do. Tell me about your offerings as a starting point. And I, I'm amazed by how often the salespeople cannot tell me what they sell. They, they just can't a- answer, you know, some some relatively basic questions about where this would fit for me and, and how I would incorporate that into the... I'm sure they can say a lot of uh, buzzwords, though. It's, hey, well, it's all in the cloud and yeah. there's AI and we use big data. And, and then let, let me get my technical guy in here to talk about right. you know, how you might actually get value from this solution. Right, anyway. exactly. All right, let's go ahead and throw it back over to the interviews. What was the best information security event that you attended this year? Um, I would. I'm, I'm, I'm partial, but RMIAC was a was a great first uh, event that I went to here locally. It was a great networking opportunity. What was the best information security event that you attended this year? Uh, honestly, it was um, anything that Colorado Equals Security puts together. <laughs> but really, um, no, really, uh, no, really. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I, I attended the uh, Aviation ISAC annual summit this year, and. Um, that was really good for me because um, so much of the events that I've attended are just, you know, general information security, cybersecurity type events. And this one was really targeted to aviation. And it was really great sitting in on, uh, we, you know, we did a tabletop exercise with the whole aviation sector. And uh, it was really interesting to see how tightly coupled we, we all are, how, you know, we're all part of the same uh, supply chain, product chain, what have you, and how one problem in one area has um, effects in the, in the whole um, in the whole sector, and it really is allowing me to see uh, my work at the at the airport on on a much larger scale. So I really learned a lot from it. What was the best information security event that you attended this year? I know you go to a lot, being your a speaker and, and things like that. Yeah, so I had um, I went to the secure CISO event. Um, and initially, we were we had lots of uh, very negative things to say about it because the first off, they promoted themselves as having like over a hundred CISOs attend. I counted three, uh, so it was kind of disappointing from that standpoint. Uh, however, it's a very pleasant experiences with the vendors. Uh, their keynote speaker was uh, phenomenal. Uh, don't remember his name right now, but he was the guy that hacked uh, the first uh, Jeep Cherokee. Uh, and they had a moderator who was a former NPR uh, person. Uh, I got to talk to him personally. And overall, uh, my experience was pretty good. Um, but I, in the end, I'm like, I don't know if I would go again. But it, it was really a hard thing to say. But that Secure CISO event... They hosted at a very posh event that was at the uh, Four Seasons Hotel. Uh, it was very attractive that way. They provided Uber transportation. They did all the right things that way, but uh, uh, but there weren't very many CISOs there, so I was kind of disappointed from that standpoint. What was the best security event you've been to in 2017? Mm, I just attended an IONS uh, one that was pretty good. It was in L.A. It was a little bit tighter-knit community in the L.A. community, but I've never really met a lot of those folks, so it was really good. We went over a lot of metrics and some other areas that was, uh, and I was uh, I was kind of a guest speaker there, too, so it was a pretty good event, IONS. What was the best information security event that you attended this year? You know what, there have been a lot of them. You know, Armisk is always a great event to go to. Um, you know what, women in, the women in security, you know, the kickoff for women in security, and each, um, each session after that has been fantastic. 
What was the best information security event that you attended in person in the last year? So the best one this year has been the Colorado Security Happy Hour um, that, that we're at tonight. It's been fantastic. The group of people here is fantastic. So if you are in the information security world, talk to Rob, talk to Alex. Be a part of this. Be here when you can because it's, it's worth every minute. What was the best information security event that you attended in person this year? Personally, I'm, I always, always love RSA. RSA is a good event, and I think there's a lot of good content there. What was the best security event that you attended this year? So uh, the best security sessions I saw were the opening RSA keynotes. We had a DOD guy and a Navy guy and a Homeland Security, and then uh, there's some other good demos that I saw. But the best uh, event that I went to was an Optiv event that had Brian Krebs there. They had some really good sessions, uh, especially the one of the better sessions I saw was an Optiv guy gave on culture and how we can help prov- uh, persuade the enterprise to have a better security culture and how to uh, ingrain that into the uh, actually how the whole enterprise works. What was the best security event that you attended this year? So we have something that uh, is put on. So Gates is owned by a private equity firm. Mm-hmm. And um, every year they put on a summit of the CISOs that are in their portfolio. And to me, that was a, that was a great event because it not only allowed me the opportunity to speak to a lot of the various CISOs that are in that portfolio that I don't know, normally get access to, at least face-to-face. We do have a Slack channel where we talk on a fairly regular basis, but you know that face-to-face communication is so much more important. So if I were to think about all the various events I went to over the course of the year and the content and just the importance of building not only a network, but also uh, the type of security talk that we had there and the level of that security information, that was probably the best one. So those are some great events. You know, I'm a big fan of information security events, Rob. What was your favorite event of the year? Well, um, you know, there's been a lot of great stuff here in town, and I love to focus on what we've done in Colorado. I think maybe my favorite one this year was Snowfrock. Um, they had great, uh, they made a great choice for their keynote speaker. Who, who was there. the keynote speaker, Rob? I, you know, I, I think it might have been, it might have been the CISO from Pink Identity. I'm, and and I'm who sure. might the CISO from Pink Identity be? I, it's, it's hard to remember. Oh, it's yeah, been, yeah. It's been a while. Not a very memorable person. Yeah. But there, it, was a, it was a really great event and it certainly, uh, you know, I, I like the size of that event. It's a little bit smaller at, you know, I don't know, 300 people maybe at the Cable Center down at, by, at DU. Uh, anyway, great stuff. Jim Manico came out. Um, Vince Grimard talked. I'm going to, I'm going to forget a whole bunch of folks who are great speakers, but they're a lot, really good uh, slate of folks they had there. And keeping on the the local scene, it's hard for me not to say Rocky Mountain Information Security Conference. You know, I was the ISSA chair of RMISC for six years, so it's a little bit of my my baby. Um, and I think it was a great show again this year. Um, we had uh, Cal Fussman speak. Yeah. Uh, he was he was great. Lots of good speakers there. Josh but, Blue, jo- it out oh, yeah. for us. How can you forget Josh Blue? You yeah. know. Um, Made a few people uncomfortable, which was even better. Yeah, uh, great, great comedy and a, a great way to finish that event. Um, I, I'm also going to cheat and sort of double up here. The event that I liked the most that was not in town, I was able to attend the uh, Avanta Global CISO event, which was down in Phoenix this year. Uh, really great event. I really enjoyed that a lot. Lots of great content there. Well, well, great. So that is the end of this week's uh, uh, show, right? We, all the questions we wanted to go through this week. So we're going to go ahead and. Um, put together another episode for you guys next week, kind of talking about 2018 planning. A couple of reminders for folks. Uh, if you do have an answer for our trivia question, the reindeer question, send your email over to info at colorado-security.com. We also have a mailing list you can sign up for if you want to get these emails with our with our show notes in your inbox every week. Uh, and there's a new Slack channel. Alex, have you been yeah. on the Slack channel? Uh, I'm always on the Slack channel. And, and you can get the Slack channel. There's a link to that on the website. Also uh, in the 
in the show notes. You can, you can find how to get access to that there. Awesome. Well, that, you ready to go have Christmas with your family? I am. Happy holidays, Rob. Happy holidays. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Rob. Learn more about the Colorado security scene at colorado-security.com, where you can see information about local security groups, a calendar of upcoming security events, and learn more about Colorado equals security. Reach out to Alex and Rob by emailing info at colorado-security.com. Until next time, remember, Colorado equals security.